Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. You're here on Radio 191 FM. Um, you're here with Rosa, and I'm here with the wonderful Andrew Lascelles. So you've just uh, been appointed to the position as the new president um, for the New Zealand uh, Union of Student Associations. How have you found that? It's been, a, it's been a very busy couple of days. I was elected on Friday and then immediately into uh, president's training for uh, incoming member presidents, including OUSA's uh, President Michaela. Uh, so it's been a, a fantastic opportunity. Uh, a lot of work, but I'm really enjoying it. It's an incredible honour to be able to represent the 400,000 learners across Aotearoa who are really struggling right now because of COVID, because they can't afford to study, because they can't afford to live. Your previous experience at the Eastern Institute of Technology um, as the United Student President uh, appears to have set you up well to be able to represent the many communities within our student associations. Mm, absolutely. EIT has an incredibly diverse uh, range of students. Half of our students are Māori, that's 5,000 students. Uh, we have a huge proportion of Pacifica students and we also have quite an international cohort. So uh, at EIT it really taught me about the importance of empowering collective voices but also allowing individual communities to share their voices. And of course working in spaces like that, it's all about community-based mahi and really about building connections and alliances across uh, across different groups. So that is something that I really want to be able to bring to this role to make sure that the incredibly diverse 400,000 learners we have uh, can be heard. So given what you just said, uh, do you understand the role of NZUSA to be to try and um, engage with as many communities as possible? Like how would you describe it um, and how many organisations does NZUSA actually represent? So we, re- we do advocate on behalf of the 400,000 learners across New Zealand, as I've said, but we also we have uh, 14 member associations, uh, both from both the university and polytechnic space. We're working on growing that. We have really, really high hopes about gaining more members this year because the more members we have, the more powerful that collective voice will be. Uh, we also have two partner organisations, Mana Akono, which is the National Tertiary Māori Student Association, and Taweta Pacifica, which is the National Pacifica uh, Tertiary Student Association, which we both work, which we work very closely with both. Uh, so those those are our members. Uh, and I think the role of NZUSA is, is, is empowering the collective voice. We do advocate for 400,000 students. We do speak on their behalf, but we're not the only people that speak on their behalf. And for me, this role in this organisation is about building uh, our collective whole. Uh, our organisations, uh, individually, they're not that strong, but together we can be incredibly big. So we really like facilitating uh, conversations at a national level, helping our members run campaigns, leading some campaigns, if that's the right, if we're in the right space to do that, building alliances with organisations that our members might not necessarily have relationships with, like the Tertiary Education Union, the Ministry of Education, uh, the Tertiary Education Commission, uh, and also uh, lobbying in peace. Because we're based in Wellington, we can go down to the Beehive and we can uh, speak to the Education Minister and occasionally be a little mean to him. I know not our members, are, not all our members are in a position to do that. That's amazing. Um, and it sounds like with your wide-ranging um, like roles, uh, it feels like you're really positioned well to be in Wellington, to be able to actually go and um, speak to the people that have the direct impact on students. And like you said, a lot of times students actually don't have the ability to go and speak to those people directly. So um, I think it's great that you're positioned where you are. Uh, How do you think that COVID has affected um, NZUSA's interactions with the student body? I think COVID, over lockdown, it made engaging with students incredibly hard because we couldn't go on campuses and meet them on the ground. We all know the best way to engage with someone is to go up to them and talk to them and engage with them. So we couldn't do that during lockdown, but it also made us learn different techniques of engaging. So we did an awful lot of online stuff. We held 
numerous Zoom early. Uh, I've lost count of how many we held uh, over COVID. And it really taught us that, you know, there are other ways of engaging with students. And some of those ways are actually better for engaging with certain communities. So that <clears throat> really, uh, really helped us. It really taught us quite a lot. Uh, and I think also COVID exposed a huge amount of inequity within the education system. It exposed the fact that students are having to choose between uh, going to going to study or affording to pay for a roof over their head. And I think that exposure has meant that we're getting much greater buying of students because we're all aware of the struggles we're going through now. Yeah, so um, I think that that's such a, a key issue, especially following COVID. Um, is that perhaps a policy or like a policy you're looking to get um, attention for in 2021 or a campaign you're looking to start rolling out for attention towards those issues? Absolutely. So last year we started up a campaign for a universal education income to make sure that every student in Aotearoa can afford to live and study at the same time. The current student uh, allowance and living costs system simply doesn't work. It's fundamentally evil. I myself, uh, when I went to apply for the student allowance, had to fill out a 14 page form to prove that my dad was dead. It's not an equal system, it's not a fair system. It doesn't work for our diverse communities. If you have a big family and your uh, student allowance is cut off and you earn over $57,000, or your parents earn over $57,000, that is not uh, a good way for a system to work because it simply doesn't fix the fact that a lot of people have a lot of commitments and a lot of people have, have um, <clears throat> large families and that simply doesn't work there. So that is a big focus now, a universal education income uh, because I know how much not being able to afford to study impacts students. When I was president at EIT, uh, one of the most vivid memories I had was I was catching the bus home one day and a student couldn't, couldn't afford to pay his fare. So after I paid his fare for him, I went and sat down and had a chat with him on the bus and uh, sort of told him about the support he could get from student associations. And then I asked him the question, why couldn't you afford your bus fare? Because I wanted to figure out how he could help. And he said to me, because I decided to have lunch today. That is the reality of what our students are going through in Aotearoa right now. And that is something that we need to put a heck of a lot of pressure on the government to change. So our universal education income uh, campaign is a big focus of this year. It's amazing. I think um, it's incredibly well-timed, especially as a lot of people uh, during lockdown became aware of the precarious uh, precarious position students are in, um, especially with a lot of people having to go home and suddenly realising um, that maybe the precarious existence of students in flats is not the only way that you can live and not the only way you should be um, as a student. Uh, so the... Um, Universal Education Income is one of your visions for uh, NZUSA's activism this year. Um, how are, like, what other aspects of activism are you looking at? Um, and how do you see you and NZUSA engaging with students uh, to promote their activism? So I think another big thing that we need to focus on is uh, what's called the National Centre for Student Voice. So that effectively is a body that will uh, help to empower student associations and therefore help to empower students by making sure that their institutions treat them fairly by making sure that the tertiary institutions and universities, polytechnics, listen to their students. It's not a huge ask to be listened to, but we need a structure in place to make sure we do that. The proposal for that is currently sitting on the Minister of Education's desk, so I want to make sure that he signs it. I think that's um, an incredible vision to hear coming from, um, I guess, an organisation that for a lot of students is seems somewhat um, far away. We obviously have access to our university um, student associations, um, but then to hear from the NZUSA that you're 
goals are so, um, I guess, ground level. It's really amazing. It's really feels does feel empowering to hear that people who are in these highest positions for student representation are still incredibly in touch with what the student issues are. Um, I was just wondering if you would uh, perhaps highlight um, the ways in which students can engage with NCUSA, just like kind of on a more um, day-to-day level, if that's possible. I suppose the first step is engaging with our member associations. So engage with your local student association, get involved in their campaigns, get involved in their rallies, sign their petitions, get involved. It's it's not a huge amount of work to get involved in student politics. Just um, pay attention to what your association is doing. We'll be partnering with them around the country to make sure that the national campaigns we run get good student buy-in. And that that is the main way that the students can help. Come along to to our Zoom meetings, come along to our HUI, Uh, If we're lobbying the education minister, come along and help. We might want to put together a protest or two this year. The more bodies we can get, those the louder they are. So I think those are the really really key ways that students can help. We know that being a student is an incredibly hard thing to do. We know that most students are working part-time or full-time to be able to afford their studies. So we don't want to overburden them with their support. We want to figure out ways that we can engage them and have their voices heard without them having to put too much money into the process. And think about running for your student association. It's not a huge amount of work to start out in a 10-hour role, and you can make an incredible difference. And I can say from personal experience, it is the worst, most rewarding thing I have ever done in my life. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, it's been so lovely talking to you. Um, and I think, especially for me, it's been really an eye-opener um, to the role of the NCTUSA, and it makes me feel very empowered as a student um, to know that not only do I have OUSA as a support, but I also have this wonderful body of NCTUSA just kind of um, helping out and actually with direct government um, impact. Uh, so is there any final um, comments you'd like to make? Maybe anything for students who are maybe feeling a bit uncertain about going into university this year following COVID? Uh, I think <clears throat> remember that there are people there to support you. Remember that your student association is there to support you. And remember that your voice matters and is there to be heard. Don't be afraid to call out your institution. Don't be afraid to go and talk to your student association. Don't be afraid to be heard and, that and use your voice. It matters. Tertiary institutions would not exist without students and we can't stop reminding them of that fact. So don't be afraid to challenge them. And remember that there are a huge number of people out there who care about your welfare and are there to support you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been so lovely having your time today. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll have you back maybe later in the year to discuss some of the things you've achieved and what your plans are for the second half of the year. Thank you very much for having me and I look forward to it. Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.